Welcome to Unstoppable Female Entrepreneurs, where business expert and success coach Kelsey Matheson teaches you how to massively grow your business, navigate the mind drama that's holding you back, make more money, and acquire the skills and confidence to become unstoppable. Hello, 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 hello. You are listening to Unstoppable Female Entrepreneurs. I'm Kelsey Matheson, and this is episode number 58. I have a treat for you today, my friends. I have a special guest, and she is so freaking unstoppable. (laughs) I mean, this woman is on fire. Today, you will meet with Heather Elaine, who is a wellness transformational coach, and she is on a mission to help more women become more empowered and embodied. And we'll talk a little bit more about how she does that. Welcome, Heather. Thank you. Wow, what an introduction. I'm so excited to be here. (laughs) I'm so excited that you're here. Let's talk a little bit about what you do, who you help, how you help them. Let's kind of just dive into that right off the top. Totally, yes. So as you said, I am a transformational wellness coach for women And yes, I am on a mission to get more people in their bodies, out of their minds a little bit, because we live a lot up there. Yes, we do. And to really stand in their power, right? To know what their strengths are, to know what their values are, and to really live from that place. Love that. And you work with women mostly. Do you work with men at all? But in your programs, it's women, correct? It's all women in my programs. Sometimes my classes, we get a little sprinkle of men, but it's mostly women. (laughs) And um, yeah, and I tend to work with women who are very big hearted, very compassionate, those that give and give and give. And sometimes what ends up happening is we give and give and give and give. And then we realize, oh my gosh, I'm so depleted. So there is an element of really looking at how do we give from a place of fullness rather than from a place of emptiness. Let's talk a little bit about that because I, you know, I talk about niche. I've talked in this podcast before about knowing where your ideal clients, what they want to escape from and where they want to arrive to. You know, we've talked about that in the mastermind and in one-on-one coaching. So I'll also just tell everyone that Heather is a member of my mastermind and we were together one-on-one as well. And so with your niche specifically, what are they trying to escape from and where do you help them arrive to, would you say? I think they are escaping from overwhelm. They're escaping from feeling the weight of the world on their shoulders, almost literally, right? Helping them escape from people pleasing, which I think is different than showing up with an open heart. And I'm trying to get them to arrive in a place of really embracing their wellness, saying yes to decisions that allow them to thrive and to still show up for the world that's in need of of their love and their support, but from, again, this place of fullness as opposed to emptiness. It's interesting because as I feel like, and we've talked about your niche a lot, but it's so interesting because now that I'm listening to you, I'm like, girl, your program is perfect for entrepreneurial women. Ah. <laughs> yeah. Right? Just that overwhelm and showing up for everyone and serving. And just so everyone knows, I will be putting Heather's info in the show notes because you're like, um, I need some of that. <laughs> Give me some of that. So you guys can contact Heather. Yeah, because I feel like especially I mean, just women in general, we are constantly giving. We are putting our own needs to the back burner, sometimes without even recognizing it. 
And then all of a sudden we wake up and we're like, oh my gosh, I'm fully depleted. I'm overwhelmed. I'm close to, if not in burnout. And I feel like it's an epidemic amongst women specifically. It is. And it's easy then to become disconnected or not embodied. And you're wondering like, what is like, there's something that's off. I don't quite know what it is. I don't feel quite comfortable. You know, I was doing a live earlier with one of my clients and she was talking about like, I didn't even know that I'd overgiven until it was almost too late. So for me, it's like, yes, it is very common. So how do we listen more carefully to the subtler cues of the body? How do we establish those energetic boundaries that we need to with ourselves and with others earlier on? How do we be more proactive about really standing and living in our truth, right? Yeah. So tell me a little bit about your programs and how you help to support these women that you work with. There's lots of different entry points. I think one of the biggest pieces of magic is the group coaching, the community of women that I put together to be able for women to be witnessed, to be seen, to be heard. And with groups, I always think that one of the magical components of creating communities and spaces is this idea of windows and mirrors. Oftentimes when women come into the group, whether they're entering it, a group that's already existing, or if it's a brand new group that's being cultivated, one is they definitely see themselves. (laughs) It's like looking in the mirror and being like, oh my God, I have that too. It's like that part of the Venn diagram in the middle where it's like, this is what we have in common. So even though the details of of women's lives are very different, there's just so much that we have that's common. And then there's the opportunity also to listen to other people's stories and be like, wow, like that's not my experience, but I get to look in the window and actually learn from what you're sharing with me. So I think the group aspect of coaching is really magical. And you know this because you also have a mastermind and that's where a lot of the magic happens as well. Yeah. So that's one part of it. I also do uh, so one-on-one coaching so that people can dive deeper into their specific thing, whatever that is with wellness. Sometimes it's about nutrition. Sometimes it's about boundaries. Sometimes it's about whatever tool that we're working on. Like recently, we've been diving into what's happening in your body when you are communicating and the conversation feels sticky. Like what's happening to your own experience? How do you drop into your body? How do you breathe? Mm-hmm. How do you press pause when you need to before you respond, right? So it's that connection between mind, body, and then how do we live in that world and navigate? Anyway, the one-on-ones are designed for whatever you need to talk about. <laughs> right. <laughs> and then, of course, the other big part is the movement component. I personally don't think there is a better way than to like really use your body to be present, right? Our mind is past and future, past and future, past mm-hmm. and future, but our bodies are, I'm right here right now. So one way to really land and stand in your center, stand in your strength is to be embodied. So there is a movement component. I'm a huge advocate, especially for strength training for women as we age, everything from feeling good in your body, muscles being strong, bones being supported, but also I mean, like bone density, right? As we gracefully age. And then a lot of the mindset, heart set pieces that we do within the program get also worked into our workouts. So 
if I'm talking about boundaries and setting those beautiful boundaries and we're doing a move that represents that, it's like, oh, let me like reconnect to that idea. Does that make sense? Yeah, that's powerful. I love that. Talk a little bit more about the movement component because you talked about strength training, but there's a few other components about the movement and getting into our bodies that you incorporate into your programming. Yeah. Yes. So movement, it was how I entered into this realm. I'm a former K1 teacher. And then for a long time, did little bits and pieces on the side, little sprinkle of massage, little sprinkle of personal training. So movement was the biggest thing actually that I did. And when I first started doing programs during the pandemic, it was really uh, focused on movement. That was the, the biggest drive and it's grown into all these other areas, but movement is my thing. I like to get people moving and grooving, feeling their bodies. Mm. So strength is definitely one thing that I do, as I said. Um, we also do elements of dance, which are really, really fun, very inclusive. People are like, I don't dance. I only dance, you know, if there's music on in my kitchen when I'm doing the dishes. And I'm like, <laughs> you are my person. Yeah. <laughs> I used to dance a long time ago, but I don't anymore. It's like, yes, it's not super technical. It's a lot of fun. And then we also weave in elements of yoga and mindful movement, things that are more gentle. I find that the kind of the triangle of strength, cardio dance and stretch is really what people need. Yeah. And then I just started learning some things around Z health, which is brain body things and neurology and doing things like joint mobility. So I try to put everything in a way that is really fun and accessible and um, feels good in the body. Yeah, I love that. I know. I feel I feel like we're hunched in all the time. We're hunched in on our computers. We're hunched in on our phones. We're hunched in. It's like, oh, it's just yeah. opening just this movement, right? Of opening up your chest and opening up your arms, right? Or putting your arms above your head. We don't do that hardly. And we were built to move. We were made to move as human beings. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So from an entrepreneurial perspective, and I know there's a lot of women who are listening to this who they have a full-time job right now. And their entrepreneurial gig is their side hustle, as people call it. That was true for you as well, correct? Absolutely. For a long, long time, up until just a little over a year ago. Right. Can you talk a little bit about, first of all, starting to, you know, starting maybe the side hustle and then the journey of then deciding this is what I'm going to do full time and what the process was like for you. And I know it's individual for everyone, but I just feel like I know there's women listening right now going, oh, should I, shouldn't I, should I, shouldn't I? And they're right on the edge of making that decision. Yeah. So as I said, I was a K-1 teacher for many years and then did all this on the side and it brought me such joy. So while it was a side hustle and it was nice to have a little extra cash and all of that, it really was my passion And it grew, you know, it started out with just like, first I taught kids movement and then I started working with kids in the classroom and I was like, Ooh, that's a lot of kid time. So I started teaching adult fitness and initially it was just one day a week and then it grew and I was teaching five days a week and then I wanted to dive deeper. And so I started massage and started offering that. And so it basically got to the point where my side hustle had grown to the point where I couldn't do any more. But I also couldn't grow, right? That was it. Like that was like the max that I could do. So it just became this thing where I was kind of holding on to both worlds for a while because it felt really scary (laughs) to make the complete jump to being on my own. And probably about two years ago was when I started thinking about the possibilities. 
And um, I will say, I mean, one of the blessings of the pandemic, even though there have been a lot of challenges that have gone with this time, is that wellness, coaching, doing things online, reconnecting with clients that used to come to my class live, but now live in New Zealand or people that live maybe just even in San Jose, but they're like, I can't come in, in real life. It was this beautiful opportunity to reconnect with so many people. And so for me, my business started booming around that. So I was like, whoo, this is interesting. And then I had one of those moments and life doesn't always present you things like this. But to me, it was like one of the, the biggest gifts, which was my school was like, okay, that's great. We want you to move. And at the time I moved out of the Bay Area for a year. They're like, we want you to move back to the Bay Area. And you have been working at 75% capacity, which is great, but we want you to go to a hundred. And I was like, if I do that, I won't have the energy to be doing all these other things, which I love. Yeah. So it was a little scary for sure. At the time I did a coaching program with the goal of launching my business, launching my program. So I did that and there were things that were really great about it and things also that didn't resonate as much, but I was like, here we go for better, for worse. And so I actually had saved enough money that was an equivalent of my teaching salary for a year. Mm -hmm. And I was like, you have one year, your goal is to not use this money, but if you have to, you can dive in. And if you, if you're not making it work, then you can always go back into teaching. But I also didn't really want that, but my brain needed that as yeah. I that. <laughs> yeah. And then I, I launched off and then I had a lot of stuff. I mean, there was, I mean, you know, especially when you first start, there's no guidebook. There's no like, here's the course. Although you come pretty close to that. Ah, thank you. <laughs> with your offerings. But initially just a lot of like, how do I set my own schedule? How do I make sure that I'm not overworking or underworking? How do I stay in alignment? Where am I focused? Who are my clients? What is, what are my offers? Like, what, what am, am I, I doing? doing? <laughs> it could be really overwhelming. Anyway, I feel like I was doing a great job from an outside perspective for a long time. Like, I think that my clients were like, Heather's got it all together and figured out. And I think the behind the scenes, the underbelly was like, there was a lot of stress and overwhelm for me trying to figure out the moving parts. And I think, you know, what really shifted was when I committed to doing group coaching with you and realizing like, oh, similar to what my ladies experienced with wellness, I experienced within business with you, which is like, oh, our details are different, but we have so much overlap. And if I'm not in the same boat, I can learn from what you're talking about. And having that sense of connection was really important. And then at the same time, you're also someone I feel like who is a lifelong learner. You're always taking courses. You're always thinking about what's in the future. What are we going to need? And you're so good at really keeping us focused and accountable in a way that makes sense. It's a very relevant progression of what you offer on a weekly basis. So I mean, that was definitely changed the way that I was relating to my business. And that was great. And then Kelsey did not pay me to say this <laughs> I'm here for free. And I had to be ready. Like I had to be, have done my business long enough to be like, there's things that are working. There's things that are not. I remember one of the things that you said in a, a very early on a group coaching call was something about the wheel that we do. And you were like, the thing that you're not good at or that you don't attend to is the thing that's going to bite you in the butt. And I was finding that within the group, like I was finding accountability. I was liking the topics, but I kept having this need to like, be like, but I want to talk about my stuff even more specifically. Like you want to like get into the minutia of like, 
what's hard for me, what's easy for me. Anyway, all that to say that, you know, you kind of mentioned occasionally like, oh, I do one-on-ones. And I was like, yeah, yeah, that's cool. I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I just got to this place of like my desire for getting through some of the blocks that I was experiencing from a business standpoint, mm-hmm. my desire to talk more specifically about what I was doing and have someone that understood all the moving parts of my business, not just in my brain, but to have someone that also was passionate about understanding what I was doing able to help me think through things, calendar things. Anyway, all that to say that when I first did one-on-ones, I was like, there was a little bit of like, do you really want to commit to this? That's a big investment. And I have no words for how beneficial it has been because it's not just the weekly sessions. It's the fact that I feel like I'm in the most beautiful of ways, taking up mental real estate of like, you knowing all the moving parts, helping me make decisions, asking the right questions not just in the one-on-ones that we do every week with the consistency, but the fact that I can reach out anytime I want on voicemail and be like, oh my goodness, this thing happened. What do you think about this? Or like, hey, I have copy. When you have the chance, can you take it over? And every single time I do that, what you give back to me is so freaking valuable. I mean, it's like perspective, like a little word change that just makes things pop and relatable. I just can't say... Yeah, enough about how wonderful you are as a business coach for me. Oh, thank you. Oh my gosh. I did not pay her to say that. (laughs) (laughs) I should have. That was amazing. Um, Because I love getting in your heads. (laughs) That's my jam. If I can get into your head and into your business and see all the moving parts, that is fun for me because I want nothing more than for your business and for you to succeed and thrive. Because I know that you're doing what you do because you love it, right? You love your clients. You love what you do. You're passionate about what you do. You're damn good at what you do. And the world needs to know you and to know your business. The world needs your business. I, you know, I say that a lot. The world needs you. The world needs your business. And if I can help you get there, that is so much fun for me. I love that. And the group offers benefits that one-on-one doesn't and one-on-one offers a lot of benefits that the the group doesn't, which is why when you do sign up for one-on-one, you do get access to the group coaching. And that's a part of the world. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's a part of it. Cause you know, like you were saying with community, like the mirror and window analogy, like being around the vibe of other women who are also building their businesses, even if they're at different stages, it's infectious. Like you, it just, it feels so good to be around those women. And then when you and I connect just one-on-one and like we get going on something, like even we had a, a session a couple weeks ago and you were like, I think I'm going to lead my women who went on the retreat with me into this thing. And I was like, into classes. Hmm, uh-huh. <laughs> should it be that thing or could it be something else? And, you know, and then we get to play and your brain was probably like, oh no. <laughs> Oh shit, here we go. Yeah. Um, you, you catch me in a lot of those moments, Kelsey. You hear a lot of mind drama. <laughs> yeah, but then you you know, like we can't see our own mind drama a lot of the time. Or just looking at it from a completely different perspective with different eyes, and you're like, oh well, what about this? Oh yeah, I never thought of that. I mean, that's what my coaches do for me too, right? I love what you said about just the getting into your brain. <laughs> it sounds a little crazy, but a lot of times Heather will say to me, oh my God, are you in my brain right now? Even with emails that I write, she'll, you'll respond and you go, are you in my head? <laughs> yes. And I'll also say in regards to the, the mind stuff is I think one thing that really stands out to me about your coaching in particular, and I don't think this is true of all coaches, 
is that you have the ability not only to like hold all the pieces and like kind of zoom out and look at the bigger picture. Like it's almost like you're like looking at the forest. You can see that there's X amount of trees and you can see where the sky is and where the, like you just zoom out and then you also have the ability to zoom into any one of those things. So it's like, well, let's look at this program and let's look at this one component of the program. So your ability to kind of keep everything in balance by zooming out and zooming back in really allows, because I think as a, an entrepreneur, that part, at least for me, can be really overwhelming. It's like, where do I focus? And like, do I want to look more holistically at things or try to go in? And, and um, yeah, it's just really helpful to have someone that kind of like, okay, let's go out. Okay, let's go in. Let's go okay, in. Let's <laughs> okay, swap that part, you know? And with so much love and compassion, I've never felt judged by you. I always feel supported by you. I judge myself sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> just to know when someone just so completely has your back is really awesome. That's key because I think entrepreneurship can be a very lonely journey and we second guess a lot and the doubt demons come up a lot, the limiting beliefs, and that never goes away. That's the other thing is I've been doing this for over 20 years. That never goes away, right? And just having somebody who has your back and can kind of like hold space for you to kind of deal with all of that. Let's talk a little bit about that. So when those doubt demons come knocking, (laughs) For you, how do you typically deal with that as an entrepreneur? It depends. But I also just say, if I back up for one second, just to say that when you bring these things into awareness, they do actually have the possibility of shifting, right? So they'll always be there to a certain degree, but like you can turn the volume down, you can change what the voice says, you can catch and do a do over, which is really ironic because again, I do this with women all the time with wellness. But you do it all the time with me in business. And for whatever reason, like I wasn't able always to do it for myself. So I don't know. Let's see. What are the techniques and tools I use? I mean, one is I take advantage of doing voice memos with you and I'll be like, ooh, Kelsey, (laughs) (laughs) this thing came up for me and I recognize that it is not serving me, but so that's one strategy that I definitely use. I've gotten better, I think, over a time at recognizing when it happens, I think bring that kind of flashlight of awareness of like, oh, there it goes my brain, there it is. And I think that that has become possible because in our sessions, whether it's the group or individual, like you're really good at lovingly calling people out when that happens. <laughs> <laughs> so I think when you have that, when someone brings the awareness, pretty soon your brain is like, oh, there it is, like, let me catch it. And so um, one of my favorite things is the do-over. So if you find yourself being like most recently where it would have been like, oh, you like, you know, no one's going to sign up for my program and I'm going to be a failure. And, you know, no one wants I have, I feel like I use car salesman, whatever the things are, those are some of mine. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like, if you can catch it, then you go, oh, there it is. That's my mind doing those things. It's trying to keep me safe. Let me do a do-over. Okay. So I'm having a moment. I'm having some stuff like, what do I need to remind myself? Oh, right. Let me listen to some old testimonials or new testimonials from the ladies. Let me take a breath. Let me press pause. Let me look at the sky. So I think those are all possibilities for kind of doing do-overs. One of the things that I've also been doing is keeping track. And I think you actually are the person who had me do this, where you have a Google Doc and you just put in all of the testimonials, the the nice texts, all those things into a, a Google Doc, which I, I'm on and off about doing. Like sometimes I don't 
access it in the moment that I need it. But I recently just started doing the O-ish jar, let the ish go jar that I do on retreats. And then one of my co-facilitators was like, you know, that thing that you do in retreats, I do that at home. (laughs) Oh, actually it's over there, but I have a jar and little pieces of paper at any time. It's the same thing, right? When you catch it. But I love this one because you write it down, you either tear it, you crumple it up, you put it in the jar and every full moon you get rid of them. But I love that it's not just in my head. It's like, let me get it out. Let me give it space. Let me give it voice, right? Because it's there for a reason. I love that. Because I talk a lot about, and I've talked a lot on this podcast about awareness, acknowledgement, and acceptance. And I think that's a part of the doubt demon thing as well Is like when we have those limiting beliefs and I'm not good enough, I'm not talented enough, I'm not young enough, I'm not old enough, I'm not X, Y, Z, you fill in the blank enough. What happens is we want to fight those feelings. I shouldn't feel that way. I don't want to feel that way. The way that feels sucks. So I, yeah, I'm going to go and I'm going to push it away. I'm going to numb it. I'm going to use food to numb it, or I'm going to use a glass of wine to numb it, or I'm just going to use work, which is, I'm like, bring me my computer. I can feel my body wanting to move towards my computer when I'm starting to feel the not enoughness. And it's fascinating. And again, like you said, it's just bringing that awareness to it, practicing it. So I think we want to process those emotions. We want to embrace those emotions. We want to bring awareness to them, acknowledge them, and then accept them for what they are not push them away. And by catching them, writing them down, thank you, you've served me, put it in the jar, then it's another way of looking at it, acknowledging it, processing it. Yep, this is what I'm thinking. And now I'm taking it out of my brain, putting it over here, and then you know having a ritual around it, like ceremony around it too, which I think is very powerful. And I'll also say, as you were talking about that, I was like, yes. And that's interesting because it's a very mental energy kind of thing. One of the other things that I haven't said at all, which is what you offer, and this comes up in one-on-ones usually, and also during office hours, which we're going to be renaming, I do believe. (laughs) Thanks to Heather, we are going to rename that. Mindful productivity something, but there's always an energetic grounding component that we do at the beginning or as needed. And I think it goes back into that connection between emotions and body as opposed to mind and body. I think there's a lot of times that we get stuck when it's just mind-body connection. So all the things that you have offered around connecting with like, where is that emotion in your body? And actually finding ways to release from that perspective also is really, really helpful. Yeah, because we all have the not-enoughness. We all have those doubt demons. And we also store our past wounds and trauma in our body as energy. And when we get triggered, that is just a sign that that stuff's coming to the surface to to say hi, to be acknowledged, to be processed, right? And we can either shove it back down, which is not going away. It's just sitting there and festering, waiting for another time you're going to get triggered and it's going to surface. Or we could just recognize it, acknowledge it, love it, nurture it, and do some work to actually process that emotion, which if we didn't, would just be keeping us stuck. And then if we were able to process it, then we kind of are able to step into our roles as leaders, really embrace our power in a way that you know we haven't been able to because we weren't looking at what are the lessons of those wounds? What are the lessons of those triggers? They're there for a reason, right? And they can be really powerful and it takes practice, but it's pretty transformational. Okay, so I'm going to interrupt the interview there. This is part one or the ending of part one of my interview with Heather. Isn't she awesome? Oh my gosh, I feel like we could chat about 
entrepreneurship for hours and hours and hours. Make sure to tune in next week for part two of my interview with Heather. We're going to talk about money mindset. We're going to talk about raising our standards. And that means raising our standards with the amount of money that we make, the, the amount of money that we charge, how it feels when you get to that point of like, you know what, I need to be making more money for what I'm doing. Um, and also raising your standards with in terms of taking time for yourself as an entrepreneur and what that looks like. We're going to talk about building your business from a place of instinct and just that inner knowledge, that inner wisdom, and also how to incorporate feedback, negative and positive, into your business when you receive it. So make sure to tune in to part two of my interview with Heather, and I look forward to connecting with you then. Ciao for now. Hey, if you are ready to grow your business, serve more people and make more money, then I'd like to invite you to join my mastermind for female wellness entrepreneurs. If you are a life coach, a yoga teacher, retreat leader, fitness expert, massage therapist, or healer, join this amazing group of women who are working towards becoming unstoppable as they grow their businesses. You will learn what it takes to start making at least $10,000 per month consistently. Just head over to KelseyMatheson.com, click on work with me at the top of the homepage and sign up to the mastermind for wellness entrepreneurs. Let's start working together to grow your business. I'll see you inside. Also, if you enjoyed what you heard today, please share this with another female entrepreneur who might need some love and support. And of course, if you haven't already, I would be so grateful if you subscribe, rate and review my show on your favorite podcast player. Thank you so much for listening and I look forward to connecting with you next week.